0: Hi, I'm Jaslyn and I like my podcasts in tight 30-minute packages. Hi, I'm Ellen, and I wish that we could go for hours. (laughs) Okay, that's not true.
1: (laughs) And this is High
0: High expectations. Expectations.
1: The first remote episode, and it's been a blast, let us tell you. Oh my god, so many technical difficulties. I'm not gonna lie, most of them on my end and some of them on Jessalyn's. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's,
0: that's fair to say. So today
1: we're talking about queer dating. I'm queer and I've dated. What about you, Jessalyn? I'm also queer and I have also dated. So would you say it's overall a positive experience for you or like if you think dating what's the first thing that comes to your mind is it like frustrating or is it like great
0: the overall experience is frustrating yeah i agree and, and i'm sure that's true of any dating in any sexuality it just feels particularly frustrating when you're trying to do queer dating because the dating pool is so much smaller
1: Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, a lot like dating in general, which is really frustrating and just, especially if you're looking for something, I think if you're just looking for fun and looking to meet people, then dating can be good, but it's still really awkward and uncomfortable and an upcoming episode is really going to get into that because we're talking about bad dating stories. So I'm not going to like ruin that by telling bad dating stories, but I could tell quite a few But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's that kind of like smaller dating pool thing that's a real problem. So yeah, first thing, the apps that you use. I think that when you're on Tinder or Her or Bumble or whatever you're using, a lot of the time you're swiping, aren't you? And then you swipe, yeah. and then you get through about, I don't know, let's say six to ten people. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration. But once you've mixeded enough people, and you go on there, I don't know, maybe once a day, couple of ta- you know, couple of days, you will find that you have maybe four people to look through, and then that's it. If not yeah. none. Sometimes you'll go yeah. on there and there'll just be no people. And it's like, it's fine. There are people breaking up in relationships all the time. But then you just have to kind of wait
0: for new people to appear. That's right. And so you you get that kind of anxiety and depression that everyone's been found. And there's no one left for you. And oh crap, you want to date someone, but there's no one new around you for days at a time. And then your straight friends got constantly, those hundreds and hundreds of people non-stop. So... What is it that
1: you find most frustrating about queer dating? I think it's that when you have a smaller dating pool, it's not like you don't still have preferences. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have any beef with anybody of any gender expression, but I don't I don't find myself particularly attracted to women who are more masculine. And that being said, I don't think I'm particularly attracted to very masculine men. For example, a friend of mine showed me a guy that she went on a date with and I was like, oh, he sounds all good on paper. And she said, yeah, but the date was a bit weird. And I looked at his Instagram and he just can't spell. And I know I'm not talking about queer (laughs) dating, but I'm just trying to prove a point. And then she said, you know, but he's quite into going to the gym. And she showed me his Instagram and I was like, that is disgusting. Get it away from me. She's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, he's like just covered in disgusting, rippling muscles. There's no body fat on his body at all. He just grosses me out. And that's how I feel about muscly men. Yeah. (laughs) Fitness can be attractive, sure. But it's not necessarily the first thing I go for, whereas I think other people, it's a high priority, especially if they're kind of more attracted to the alpha male type or even butch woman type. Which some people definitely are. Yeah. But I'm definitely more into femmes of any variety.
0: How about you? I'm more into films myself as well. But I like the idea of androgynous people. Yeah, I think I could straight towards androgynous people too. I find there's a very fine line between androgynous that is attractive to me and a little bit too butch that they're not compatible with me. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. It is still going to be kind of
1: feminine androgynous, which doesn't really make any sense. But yeah, (laughs) but but there must be some sort of spectrum, you know. Like it's like, oh, you're not really binary. You're not one or the other. You're not fem or butch, but you're more towards the fem side of the scale than you are to the butch. And I think that's why they have those terms like hard fem, soft fem, you know, et cetera, because Mm -hmm. it is a spectrum. It's not just like you are feminine presenting versus masculine presenting. It's really not that simple. Just just like gender's not binary. And so then I kind of feel like when you're looking to date other women, a lot of queer women, I shouldn't stereotype, but I'm going to stereotype because it's true. A lot of queer women are masculine presenting. Not not the majority per se, but definitely still a handful of a small group that is the dating pool in Wellington, both Wellington and also the queer community, right? Right. Right. Yeah, so then when you're going through, because you know everyone kind of dates with these apps these days, and if you're lucky to find a queer woman in real life, can you write in to high expectations Podcast at gmail.com and let me know your tips because I have yet <laughs> to meet a queer woman in real life and and find myself on a date with her. Have you chanceled? How did yes. you meet way? Oh, you met way at a bar. Okay, not at a bar and not on dating apps. Does that happen? Actually, that happened to me. It's rare, though, I feel. It's
0: hard to find. It's hard to find the, the queer people. It is harder to find queer femmes because they are more invisible by nature. Yeah, that's true. And so you're just kind of
1: like, oh, man, that straight girl. She's so beautiful. She probably wants a
0: boyfriend. But you never know. She could be... You never know. ...completely lesbian, you know? Yeah, and then you have the, th- the opposite where you think oh, this girl is queer and she's going on a date with me. But actually, turns out she's straight.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Or well, bi-curious. How do you feel about the whole like bi-curious thing? I think some queer people get quite annoyed about it. Like, if you didn't want to be in a relationship with me or love me or have something
0: real, why are you here? How do you feel about that? I think bi-curiosity is people aren't necessarily there for uh, no reason. And I can understand the reluctance because you're if you're a queer woman you're you're trying to find usually a relationship of your own or some kind of steady certainty with someone and dating someone who identifies as bi-curious is a hazard because you might get attached and they realize that actually they're not queer at all and they're just curious but there are a lot of bi-curious people out there and they can find each other and date each other I am frequently approached by bi-curious women Usually around the 19 to 22 age range, which I guess is like a time when they're like, maybe they're away from home now and they're like want to explore or they just can't take it anymore. And they really want to like find out what's going on with their sexuality. And so they'll make contact with me and then usually within an hour or so, they've completely deleted their profiles because they get scared. Right. And then a week later, they might come back and be like, hi again and they let their profile again (laughs) and that's quite frustrating (laughs) yeah and like i don't want to be anyone's fairy godmother or something with coming out i encourage them like if you want to do this just do it if your friends don't treat you well for it you found out they're not good friends yeah and some of your friends are probably queer as well and that's the thing i like
1: yeah and then you find all of that out and you actually find out that you're Friends mainly, like, they love you and they don't judge you about whatever you're doing. It's something I'm learning and relearning, that people just don't really care what you do with your personal life that much. And if they do, they're kind of weird. Like, yeah, yeah. okay, so there's a minority of people that it goes against their religion and um, their personal values. I mean, it's where we are I'm sure that in other places those people are the majority and that must be so hard for queer people but I'm not even talking about those people I'm talking about people who are just they don't seem to have any particular religious background or like come from a family where that sort of thing would never be accepted they just kind of take offense to just one random thing about somebody's identity and then come up with a weird reason why and it's its odd it's like I'm okay with people mm. being gay but I'm not okay with them being bi or yeah. like polysexual in any way. And those people, it's just kind of like, well, that just seems a bit arbitrary. It's like you've already kind of shown your acceptance for queer people, just as a general idea, so why can't you just expand that to all queer people? Just for example. But I think those people are actually few and far between, especially now that it's considered very uncool to think that way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We live in a more equal opportunity world, and that's, you know, those movements for equal marriage, etc. has been really positive in that respect. And a lot more queer people in mass media, you know, those things have their potential downsides as well. It's not the end of the battle and people kind of herald them as being the end of it. And I think there's definitely still less privilege for certain people in the queer community than there is for others. And that kind of gets glossed over because a queer victory for one group of queer people is considered a victory for the whole, which is just not true. Yeah. And yeah, so talking about queer dating, the same sort of goes for dating. Like, it's quite scary being, one, a queer person or two, whatever else you've got going on. Like, yeah, it could be anything. It's like, oh, coming to this date with said baggage, this huge obsession with Radiohead. And I just, (laughs) I can't stop talking about it. And I'm one of those fans. (laughs) And, you know, but you'll meet those people that are just like, that's cool. That's interesting. That's something I want to know more about. And then you'll meet those other people that are like, there are other bands, Jaslyn. Like, come on. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no shade on Radiohead. I'm just making reference to a joke Jaslyn keeps telling. Like, maybe this is why all my dates fail. And it's this guy. It's the segment of the podcast where we describe a meme again. Yeah. It's the meme of the week. <laughs> the meme of the week. And there's a guy and he's at dinner and he's like, look, there's something I need to tell you. I'm a really big Radiohead fan. And she's like, that's fine. I mean, I love the song Creep. And he's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I really love Radiohead. And then she says,
0: (laughs) oh, God. (laughs) I, I do have to confess that on my last date, I may have talked about Radiohead just a little bit too much. I had to do the other meme have we talked about the podcast already? Here's what I look like when I'm talking about music on my date. And no. all like happy and laughing. I can't remember and talking then, about that. And then it's like, here's what I really look like. It's this guy like crazily pointing at this like scrap board on the, behind him of like strings going different things. Everything's connected. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy. You'd know it if you saw it. We'll, we'll post it on the, what? we can post it on the action Facebook page. Action team. Action team. Yeah.
1: So if you're not and in I the action team, you should get in the action team because then... Yeah. You won't just have to ponder what the fuck we're talking about. You'll actually be able to see what it looks like.
0: Yeah, get in the action team. So I realised on my last date that I had gotten a little bit to that crazy mode where I was like, everything's connected because I was talking about something else and I was like, interesting that the song is playing in the bar because <laughs> <laughs> this person did a song with Tom York from Ready Hand, and they were just like, a little bit too excited, Jasmine. <laughs> but you know I've been on a date before where someone was talking about the Smiths quite a lot So, how did you feel about that it was fun I mean it was good to have a different band to talk about and they knew a lot about lyrics of Morrissey <laughs> did a dog just did a dog just fart on microphone no she just jumped on me This is a real loose recording tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh sorry, what did you say about the
1: Smiths? Oh my god, don't sniff the microphone, it'll be on microphone.
0: It was good to talk about a different band for a change, because I'm more of a casual Smiths fan. Yeah, me too. Oh,
1: I really like the Smiths, but I don't think I'm like one of those fans for pretty much any band, and it makes me sad, but. Like I'm on this page hmm. called like the Mountain Goats shitposting. And it's like,
0: ha, ha, ha,
1: ha. Am I meant to laugh? I'm really not sure. Because it's all kind of like obscure mountain goats stuff.
0: You make fun of me for having radiohead memes. And you're all about mountain goats memes. Damien made me join.
1: I was like, okay. Not made me. He asked me if I wanted to join. I was like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like on there and every post I'm like, what the fuck are you all talking about? I think the theory is that there's so many mountain goat songs that you can basically have one for any occasion i don't know i don't know it's i don't understand what's going on because i'm not one of those fans
0: but somehow i'm in one of those pages with all of the fans Mm. you should mute the page all right you go on the queer date you meet up you're like hey and then you're like talking there's a different expectation right because often when you go on a date with a man they're all about how can i get you into bed straight away
1: yeah, I think there are definitely some men who are like that for sure. Yeah. I can't say I've ever been on a date with a woman and it was like, I felt like they were angling for us to get in bed right away. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it tends to be more relaxed. Yeah,
1: and it tends to be more about getting to actually know each other, which is what a date should be anyway. Yeah, that's true actually. I feel like some, I have been on dates with men and then they just give me like a lot of alcohol. And then the expectation is that I'll go back to their place.
0: Yeah. And, oh, yeah.
1: another thing is, here's another thing. Probably completely unrelated to what you are saying. I feel like when you text a woman after a date and you're like, hey, I just wasn't really feeling it. From my experience, most of the time they're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> like if it's the first date. Yeah. But if it's a guy and you're like, oh, hey, or it's been a couple of dates. Oh, I just think I want to be friends. Or like, yeah, like I just. I'm not really into you that way in a romantic way, but you're a really cool person. They're just like, what? Mm. You don't want to be, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't even like you. You suck. And I'm like, whoa, why are you being so mean? I, yeah. Exactly. I've definitely had that experience more than once. And I think, it was Emily was actually saying it to me the other day. It's like so lame that when you're on a date with a guy, there's kind of no leeway for it to become friendship. It's like sex or nothing, basically. That's right. It's like this invisible ultimatum. Oh,
0: it's a good phrase. Six
1: or no- Six or nothing. Yeah. They say it in every instance. Invisible ultimate. Invisible ultimate oh that was- <laughs> Yeah, sex or nothing. That was a real great coin term, Ellen. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got two types of apps in Wellington that are useful. You got your Tinder yeah. and you've got one called Her. Very similar in concept, but one's a complete dumpster fire to use. <laughs> That would be her. That would be her.
1: Why is her dumpster fire to use? I'll give one reason and you give another reason. Because I got a million. Alright. Alright, you give one. Okay. Once you swipe no on somebody, they stay there for life. It's like you can reconsider your option again and again and again. And then you just never clear them. So you have to kind of clear through all of these no's to get to
0: anything new. If there is anything new. Yeah, typically the new people will start off visible, but not always. So what I have to do now is I block people that I'm always going to be a no for, so I don't see them. Oh,
1: that's clever. But we shouldn't have to do yeah. that. It should just be intuitive. Like Tinder, yeah. if you say no, then those people disappear. But on her, it just mm-hmm.
0: like, they never disappear. Yeah, so the chat is a dumpster fire. It'll go into a loop after a while, so you can't actually ever scroll up to the start. The pictures crop weirdly, and you can't see the whole, whole picture. Oh, if you yeah. Picture. Hey, you've given heaps. What about, like
1: the question of the day thing. And it just, like, gives you a notification oh, yeah. about a question of the day. Or what about, what about, what about, like, if you haven't talked to somebody on there, it gives you a suggestion of what to say. And the suggestions are always so fucking stupid. Like, what's your favourite
0: cheese? Or, like, which Power yeah. Ranger would you be? Yeah, and when they do that, you think that they've said it to you. So you think, oh, they finally messaged me. Yeah, But the fact is that if you haven't messaged them, you're probably not that into them anyway. You just... Like sometimes I'll match with someone out of reluctance because they've messaged me first that's the thing with her is that that's the difference with Tinder with her you reach out to people and you're like I would like to talk to you please and they get told that you want to talk to them so if they don't want to talk to you they'll just never reply. right but you don't know if they've seen it or not ever so who knows with Tinder you don't know that they've liked you until you like them back right yes true which is kind of good and bad. I don't know. Sometimes I like people out of curiosity on Tinder and then I, I match with them. I, I'm like, damn. <laughs> and then you like, what about the first situation
1: you like somebody on Tinder and you don't match and you're like, ah, what would I do wrong? You know? Yeah. Oh, another shitty thing about her as an app. Oh, I thought of something else. Oh, there's just so many things. Oh, it's constantly promoting her premium. So there's a bunch of different... Op- just like Jason said, if somebody likes you, you can actually see that they've liked you and you can match with them, which is really a quite a cool mm. feature. But it has this list of people who have liked you and a couple of other options as well. But if you click into them, you can see like the top two people who have liked you. You can't see anyone else. And then it's like, get her premium to see everyone who's likes you.
0: <sighs> yeah, And I
1: can't really see how there would be many advantages to her premium, to be honest. Like, no, no, I don't want to spend money on an app that I think is already quite shit. If anybody is listening here, we should do some darkening on this. (laughs) If anybody who develops her is listening, hit us up because we have a lot of like,
0: suggestions on how you can improve your app. Like a lot. (laughs) Like even adding photos to your profile, I can't work out how to change my main picture. It keeps like doubling up and being all weird. I can't do it. So the good thing about her being a dumpster fire to use is that when you already start talking to someone you want to move on to a different app fairly quickly and because my dates from her tend to be a better quality person it works out really well because you're like okay you're already cool this app really sucks because sometimes it doesn't even send you a notification that they've talked to you and days go by and so you can get onto like something else like texting or whatsapp or whatever and then you can have a proper conversation and things can regress from there. People on Tinder, you don't always move on.
1: Yeah, I feel like the people on her are more quality than Tinder. So do you think that sounds right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so is that what you like about her? That's like literally the only thing I like about her. See, There's nothing the else. Oh, like and that it. feature where it tells you if somebody's likes you, so you can choose to like them back. That's very cool.
0: And it tells you often how tall they are. Yeah, Which oh, is important for and me. And also,
1: it tells you if they're in a relationship. You get a lot more detail. Like it's encouraged. Yeah, like if they're bi yeah. if they're in an open relationship, they can basically put whatever gender they are. Like lots of different gender options. I think Tinder's gotten better at that kind of thing as well. But I think hers more oriented towards that. Oriented. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, I get what you did there.
1: <laughs> I wanted to ask you That's about. Cool. I wanted to ask you about Tinder though. What Mm. do and don't you like about Tinder is like only, okay, so if you've only got it set for women who like women, um, or, you know, gender queers. Oh, that yeah, that yeah, que- yeah, Queers that like queers, basically, of all varieties, but not like heterosexual relationships. What do you and don't you like about
0: Tinder? With Tinder, you can't specify that it's women looking for women. You can just specify that you want women. Oh, okay. What do you think the difference and, is? Well, if they're looking for, wom- for women as well, you tend to see them. Oh, yes. But some people just go and turn on women just out of curiosity, and they're not actually looking to date a woman. So then you have like the quote "real woman." <laughs> they put emojis in their profile, with, like two women holding hands. Oh, or something I know what you mean. Oh, to what say about this? I'm actually queer. What about those profiles that are like, "I'm looking for the perfect man,"
1: and you're like, "But why? Why did you look up with me then? Because exactly. I'm not a man, obviously."
0: So you're like, are you just like? bored and you're just browsing women or are you secretly queer or what it's really hard to tell
1: yeah
0: so i never i never swipe right on those people because i'm just gonna get mucked around what
1: else don't you like
0: yes have like you run out of complaints no i don't like that they will message you out of nowhere saying hey people have liked you on tinder why don't you go see see who liked you
1: oh yeah You've got to go and, like, swipe right on people. Tinder's agenda is, like, real bad. I feel like their agenda is just to get you to swipe your Although life away, basically. Has... Be on there yeah. as much
0: as possible. Exactly. Or they say someone has super liked you. Ah. Yep. So you go to the app, but so they don't say, here's who her super liked you. You, st- you still have to swipe for a little bit to get the super liker. That's stupid. I heard that what Tinder does is that they...
1: Put the people who liked you first. So if you like them back, then it will be like, it's a match, it's a match. And then you'll be like, oh, I better keep swiping and see if I get more matches. So like, it's addictive in that respect. So they make it deliberately addictive. Ah, lame. I also think like there's a culture on Tinder where people just don't reply to each other. It's just sort yeah. of a... I don't know, they treat it like a game. It's kind of the most popular of the dating apps. And so in a way, I think it's taken the least seriously in some ways. Whereas her, I don't know, there's just a culture on there where people take it a lot more seriously because they know what they're on there for. But Tinder, you could just True. kind of be anyone. And I've had a lot of experiences on Tinder where, like, I'll see somebody on there, I'll be like, oh, are you mutual friends with that person? How do you know them? And they're like, oh, that person, how did you see them on Tinder? They've got a girlfriend or they're, they've are they got a boyfriend or whatever, you know, like they're taken. Like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know the same things can happen on all dating apps But it's like particularly bad on Tinder Because I think people get the wandering eye And they're like, oh, what's this Tinder thing yeah. about That everyone's talking about mm. I just want to look Yeah, I just want friends Like, I don't know, I feel like Tinder ruins as many relationships As it makes
0: <laughs> Maybe that's unfair <laughs> Yeah, and I think also what happens is People will be bored with friends They're like, what's this Tinder thing And they sit around with their friends swiping through people so then you go on and innocently trying to swipe someone to have a relationship with, and you match with them, and they're like, oh, that's weird. Oh, I just never message back, and I'm screw you. <laughs> I have a real short tolerance. Like, if I don't hear back within like a day or two days, most, like I'm gone.
1: Yeah, because they're never going to really respond to you. Or I'd say I've already had a really good conversation with somebody, and they just stop responding to you in a couple of days. Maybe they get distracted, and then
0: it's kind of like they never respond again.
1: Mm. And it's that's like, okay to
0: get distracted, but if they were really excited about me, they wouldn't get distracted. That's true. Fair enough. Um, but they don't really know you, I guess. Like all they know about you is like
1: you've got some pictures up in a description, and like it's yeah, you can definitely get excited from pictures, but you don't really tend to get super excited. It's when you meet somebody and you actually know what they're like in the flesh that you actually get excited about them and you feel the kind of rush of hormones. And that's the other thing about the dating apps. Like, you just don't get an impression of what that person's going to be like in real life. And, like, if you're actually going to feel it with them. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I really think it would be great if you had, like, GIFs of people on the dating apps. So you could see them moving. <laughs> it's kind of like um, Harry Potter, like, pictures that move. You know how, like, on Snapchat, they have the little moving video in the Or even in Facebook, icon? your profile, you can have a moving profile. You can make it moving. Yeah. So, like, if you're trying to work out what's going on in these dating apps, because I'm probably the same problem. Is that when people, I see people's photos, they can look like a totally different person in every photo. Oh, oh group photos, and you're like, which one are you? Are you yeah, serious? Yeah. Which one are you? Yeah. i <laughs> oh, say, all the bi curious girls on her that are like 19, 20, when they message me, they always have at least one other girl in the photo. It's just me posing my besties, yeah, me up with my besties. Okay, we are who they are. Just have a selfie. Damn. Yeah. How hard is that? Yeah. Okay. Anything anything you'd like to add that you actually like about Tinder?
1: Anything you like about it? I like that it's so popular and that there's lots of people on there. That's it.
0: <laughs> I do like that it's more ubiquitous now. Oh, it's actually quite called- user friendly mm-hmm. in comparison to yeah. her. And it's not like embarrassing to have Tinder on your phone anymore? Yeah. Like, I think it used to be, Oh, you got Tinder, you're a bit sad. No, everyone's got Tinder.
1: I think with millennials, definitely, I think we've like come to accept it. But I think like older generations are definitely still afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's fair enough. Isn't that where you find the murderers? It's like, no, no, no. That's where everyone is, and it's just a convenient, easy way to find out who's single or looking for a relationship and or sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. What have you? Friendship, whatever they're looking for. Yeah. But they're like, oh, everyone's just on there for sex. I think initially Tinder was kind of the straight version of Grinder, and Grinder was all about I'm looking for sex, really. Oh, that's still like that. I, I can imagine. And mm-hmm. I think Tinder kind of was like that too but then it's changed.
0: I guess that's, that's something that we're totally leaving out, isn't it? We've been very female-sided on this. Oh yeah, but I guess we would Did. be. <laughs> and also there's Bumble. Bumble is for women, second women as well. Yep, no experience and with Water that Man. but I've heard it's very good from friends of ours. So gay men will use Grinder, and it is definitely more of a overt hookup culture on there. But people do find relationships there as well.
1: Okay. I've only ever heard about the hookup culture stuff and like
0: seen the pictures that of dick pics. Is, and... Yeah, that is the primary purpose for sure. This man with this body and this dick is 200 meters away. <laughs> do you want to message them right now? Whereas other dating apps are more vague. They're like, this person is... A kilometre or more away. Do you want to message them? <laughs> there isn't really a hookup culture in the female side of the queer culture. I don't know. I definitely hear it about it. I definitely hear oh, about it. It does happen. It does happen. I, I don't not, experience it. <laughs> no, I don't experience it either. It's not the norm. Do you think? Because I just always
1: hear about this, like, there's just hookups. and, like, threesomes and I don't know maybe
0: people exaggerate I'm not sure maybe it's more common in younger yeah well like or the older sector maybe I'm just not that attractive
1: no and the L words just you know because that's a great test sample for all things queer obviously So scientific or something there's definitely a whole hookup culture and there's that big chart where they have like a network of everyone who's hooked up with everyone but it's kind of more like relationships break up and then you get with the same people because there's only so many people to date so it's like you're saying before it's a small dating pool but there definitely are characters who hook up other people just for temporary Mm. relations so i feel like professor snape or something The second (laughs) Harry Potter reference I've made. It's fucking happening, eh? It started. Gross. Harry Potter fans are gross. Hey, question. Why aren't there many queers in Harry Potter? That's one improvement I'd suggest. I think. Hamish said, correction, Dumbledore is gay. I realise that Dumbledore is gay, but who else is gay? You know? Who else is bi, Hamish? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where's
0: the...
1: He said so everyone.
0: Harry in Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter's a very weird world. Anyway,
1: like you think all of the witches would be queer because that's just like an association they have.
0: What's going wrong? The other problem with queer dating is that because the dating pool was smaller, there's a high chance that someone you're dating has dated someone else that you might have dated. Exes date exes. That's so true. And everyone knows everybody and they're like, oh, you're dating someone? Who are you dating? Oh, this name. My flatmate lives with them. That's so funny. Yeah. Wait, that's not making sense. Yeah. Wait, my flatmate lives with them. No, my friend lives with them.
1: It also makes it really easy going through the apps because I can be like, "Jasmine dated them? No. Jasmine dated them and they were awful. No, no, no. Like, there's quite a few that I can just yeah. immediately say no because I know what the deal yeah. is. It's actually kind of convenient yeah. though. Saves me time. Ghoster,
0: ghoster, ghoster.
1: Yep. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, that's another thing. <laughs> these people you meet on the apps i guess they meet you in real life and they're like oh i'm not vibing or or oh, maybe something else happens i don't know i think <laughs> it's yeah it's like it's the too many options thing too many options syndrome
0: final thoughts daily might suck when you're straight as well but probably not as much as when you're queer
1: <laughs> i think that's i completely agree let's go out on
0: that all right bye everyone bye Hey guys, this is Justine. And this is Brittany. And we're from It's About Damn Crime. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you better tell a friend. Oh, dang. If you have any questions or concerns, or you just want to chit-chat with the lovely ladies who host this podcast, you're welcome for that, guys. Please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on a post. Find these lovely ladies on Facebook and Instagram at highexpectationspodcast or or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, PocketCast, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcasting on. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. Okay. Damn it.
1: One, two, fucking hell. Seriously? It's been going clearly for ages. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. One, two, three. You want to hear my impression of the slack? Yeah. I love you guys. I've never been able to tell anyone this ever. <laughs> so much support here. That's my impression. Oh my god. I highly recommend Best. the slack, to be
0: honest. Yeah. Just say If you're a lady podcaster, get in the slack. Yeah. It's like basically
1: everybody just talking about their feelings all the time. It's really nice. It's really nice. Like, yeah. how often can you do that in life? Just so much of life is just small talk and bullshit and being professional. So, like, to actually air your feelings to a huge, like, a well, sizable
0: group of people is, like, really liberating. Who who wouldn't judge you either? <laughs> I wish going would devolve this topic into the, doing impressions of other podcasters. That'd be amazing.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Let's just do a couple. Can you do... Okay. How about... Oh, we should start with the cutaways. Do the cutaways.
0: <laughs> the preacher's on. Hi, I'm Justine, and I'm Ashley, and this is the cutaways Podcast, live from Hollywood, California. What are we talking about this week? It's a rom com that we're going to vote one out of five because we don't actually like rom coms. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the slumber party. <laughs> uh, Hugh Grant. <Grodd>, uh. <laughs> I don't understand all these British people. <laughs> It'll end with, don't forget to join our Patreon and like us on Facebook at Cutaways Podcast. Bye! Bye! Oh yeah, bye! (laughs) You can do Indoors Women. I know
1: Indoors Women because they're always like, we talk about pop culture. It's like we've always been on a podcast, except we weren't recording. Don't they say that? It was like we've always had a podcast, except it wasn't recorded. Yeah. Yeah. They always say that at the beginning. Meg and Jen. Anyway. And they always start each episode by like their. F- oh, it could either be kind of like their fantasy casting in a movie or like who they'd hook up with. I think recently it was like. Myst- was it like mystical creatures they'd be in a relationship with or something? I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> um, but great. And then they'll like have like a theme of the episode and they'll just talk about various pop culture things. Yeah, that's my very bad description of indoors women. Oh, and they say home koalas, because apparently indoors, if you look at indoors women, it's the definition of it's like home koalas is another synonym for it. So they're like, hello, we're the home koalas. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I think it's Jen. Jen knows lots about robots. And I'm always in awe of her knowledge
0: about basically everything, especially robots. And Meg loves Star Trek. Oh, Oh, yeah, there was that photo of her. And then you got large massing in the 90s we were just teeny gals we went to movies on our bikes we wanted to be djs but we were just teeny gals so we went off to college and we remained best pals 20 years later we're still watching flicks and we're bringing you the feedback bit by bit sweetie and sweetie are here to say "Is a large massing podcast hey hey yay good, good job. job hey sweetie Hi, I'm sweetie and I'm sweetie <laughs> and I'm sweetie <laughs>
1: There's
0: so many like catchphrases the sweetie synopsis was, oh was the sweetie synopsis we don't have enough catchphrases we
1: got Aww. meme of the week of oh meme of the week listen of mail yeah true and we used to say like to make mail. your day better <laughs> Hi We're over caffeinated and underqualified. Who's that? Film roast. film roast All Things Films, I think it is. Or all things movies. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and Julia. And, and Julia. And then, I think it's Hannah that always thinks like the film news. Film news. You know how she always does that? All right, that's enough.